Welcome to the Jack Straw Writers Program podcast. In this program, poet Joan Swift reads from her poem cycle Five from Kona for the 2006 Jack Straw Writers Program, recorded live during the spring of 2006 at Jack Straw Productions in Seattle. Joan Swift is the author of four books of poetry and has won numerous awards, including three National Endowment for the Arts Creative Writing Fellowships. She holds a B.A. in English from Duke University and an M.A. in English Creative Writing from the University of Washington, where she studied in Theodore Rutke's last class. And now, Joan Swift on the Jack Straw Writers Program podcast. You woke to sleep, you wrote, and we all knew in the classroom near the greenhouse enough awakening in that one hour with you four days a week to scare us stiff. You scowled in the doorway. When you rambled, your hands like fluttering leaves past the bell, your tales of Detroit lowlife, the hood you called a torpedo, fortunes lost, you cast a spell. After, at Johnny's Rainbow, you bought me rye. On the table, you played the gravy train waltz. I remember your fingers tap and splay on the oak grain. Johnny brought lilacs. It was May. You wrote that shaking steadies. Who knows what great nature really does. Five from Kona. Kona is a district on the southwest side of the big island of Hawaii. Um, one of the most exhilarating activities there is um, diving or snorkeling among the sea turtles. Uh, most of the sea turtles in that, this particular area are green, although there are other uh, varieties of sea turtles um, on the island or off the island. When they're swimming in deep water, they seem to be flying. Uh, and on high tides, they come into shallow water and graze on the limu on the rocks. Um, they hover someplace now between threatened and endangered. Woman waiting. She walks into the water with the gauze of her covering held up past her knees. Her head swings from side to side as she steps, elbows out, and fixes her gaze on something on the sandy bottom. In a Japanese print, she might be looking through the clarity of the small waves for the flash of fish or the stone that tells her future. There would be a man in a boat with his net held out for the elusive catch and she would carry a parasol. But in fact, she is alone, watching for sea turtles, their bliss this close to shore, fins rising from waves to touch the past of their extinction. Just now, the gift of one goes silently past her knees. That the woman is me is a surprise. How did I come to be stranded so far from home on this island, this grain of time, gazing with such rapt attention at the slipping of water over the dead and the living, 
like the glass that sometimes slides open between earth and heaven? Ahi is a yellowfin tuna. You probably all know that. At the southernmost place in the United States, which is on the island of Hawaii and is called Kalai or South Point, there's a place where sports fishermen catch these fish from platforms built high over the ocean. But most of them are sold in, in um, most of those sold in markets are, are caught by longline fishing, which of course is also a way of catching a lot of things you don't want to catch. Ahi. Standing in line at Choice Mart, from the basket, a package of ahi gleaming deep, deep, dark red under the plastic, remembering the radiant flash of silver up and out of the ocean, the precise arc of the rod that held the thrashing, the sickles of the yellow dorsal and anal fins as it lay on the planks of the platform built for this kind of thing, over the sea, I think how well I have eaten all my life. I think, do I need this? Do I need this? My elder daughter, who lives in Juneau, joined me over there for a couple of weeks, and I had not seen her for a long time, so I was very happy to have her there. Middle KAE Road. In the morning, you bring a papaya from the field where trees grow half in lava, that first mother with her bright and somber children. I cut it open at the sink and scoop the slick seeds from the center, flesh inside the skin dripping from my fingers. After years, you come to me again. When you were 16, you used to climb the orange tree in our California yard before you went to school and pick the ripest, pull apart the half-moon sections, let the juice run down your chin in streams. No one saw your own dark river deep inside. Tonight, you're rinsing salt from your hair under the full moon. You look up, and see leaves like a candelabra held up for the touching of each wick. When you call me, I slide the screen door open to such luck, the moon-struck tree and the moon, maker of new blossoms opening, lightly, extravagantly. We were staying in a yurt, that's one of those round pointy tents um, that I think mostly are made in Oregon. Uh, <laughs> but there it was on a coffee plantation in Hawaii, and the views of the sunset each night were wonderful. And it got me to thinking how sunsets are always different all through your life and every time you get to see one. Sunsetting. Each evening, the sun sets to a different sound, sometimes to the rustling and caressing of ryegrass on ryegrass, while the girl we think we remember, the blue dress, the pale hair, 
leans on a tree and listens at the end of a long afternoon. Or to the rippling of a river whose name none of us can quite remember. Genesee, raccoon, Skagit. We ache and dream so the flowing of those waters will come back for dipping into what we hoped our lives would give us and bring it all up true. Or tonight, on the edge of the last land for thousands of miles, knowing we've come this far and can go no farther, to the clucking of hens under coffee trees, as the fire that has warmed us all of our lives sinks in a nest of clouds and stars. I'll close with a poem called Jacaranda. It's the large, wide-spreading tree that in Hawaii is covered with lavender blue blossoms in February and March. Jacaranda. Imagine ascending into the February branches of the jacaranda, just now beginning to open its blossoms near the edge of the Mamalahoa Highway, and like a woman fallen in love, stretching out between the old life and the new, with your hair streaming and your arms folding and your legs drifting onto a bed of blue feathers, blue cumulus, blue butterflies, while the world goes north and goes south, below where you dream, only the curve of your cheek visible. Thank you. These readings were recorded at Jack Straw Productions during the spring of 2006 as part of the Jack Straw Writers Program. The curator of this program was J.T. Stewart. Recording engineers were Scott Bartlett and Mo Preventure. This podcast was produced by Mo Preventure and Van Deep. Executive director of Jack Straw Productions is Joan Rabinowitz. The Jack Straw Writers Program is made possible with support from the Paul G. Allen Family Foundation, Arts Fund, Poncho, the Mayor's Office of Arts and Cultural Affairs, Four Culture King County Lodging Tax Fund, the Washington State Arts Commission, the National Endowment for the Arts, and individual contributors. All of the writers heard in this series are published in the Jack Straw Writers Anthology and featured online at www.jackstraw.org. To purchase a copy of the anthology or for more information about Jack Straw Productions or the Jack Straw Writers Program, please contact us by phone at 206-634-0919 or visit us on the web at jackstraw.org. Thanks for listening.